Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 46th edition of our program, which aired during the second weekend of November 2020, we discussed the fact that the U.S. presidential election outcome was still not certain, and the fact that depending on which person would serve as president, the country's economic policy could be dramatically affected. Dr. Ernie Goss is an economist at Creighton University and the leading expert on the Midwest economy. Obviously, a change in administration in Washington, even if it were to be within the same party, you would have some changes that would affect the economy. Let us presume that Joe Biden becomes president. What are some things that a Biden administration would do that would impact the American and global economy? Well, there already have been some changes, and that's even without uh, the Georgia Senate race being settled. And that changes, the changes that we're currently seeing is probably a more aggressive approach to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, meaning that the Biden administration is more likely to be on the side of, uh, in my judgment, on the side of the uh, medical experts rather than the economic experts. And of course, that probably means we we will see greater uh, movement toward lockdowns and more economic restrictions going forward than we would have seen under a Trump administration. Is it possible that if the Trump administration has a second term, they might wind up? And again, it's speculative because we don't know the progression of the disease. But would we see similar moves being made even by Donald Trump in a second term with regard to closing the economy? I don't think so. I think the Trump administration is going to err on the side of keeping the economy open. The Biden administration will err on the side of closing the economy. As he said in one of his interviews, I will rely on the medical experts. And the medical experts, they tend to be much more uh, on the side of restricting the economy, locking down the economy, and look no further than the Northeast, where many of the states are still in what I would call an economic lockdown. Of course, that does slow economic growth, but it has had some impacts on the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, the infection rates, and even the death rates. But I I say look no further than Sweden to see that these uh, lockdowns, Sweden versus France, look no further than those two countries to see that these lockdowns in most cases have only a temporary impact. And when you open the economy back up, those infection rates, those COVID-19 death rates spike upward. I believe I saw where an individual on the Biden Coronavirus Task Force has suggested that we should look to Japan as a model for what we might do here in early 2021. But I've also seen that that's rather a false premise. Do you have any information on what they might be referring to with regard to, again, closing down the economy? Well, uh, Japan, of course, is limited, uh, significantly limited immigration and uh, movement in the economy, and other nations have done the same. We Americans, uh, we are much more on the side of economic freedom and, for that matter, just freedom in general. 
And I, I just don't think the evidence doesn't show that that's a good approach, certainly in terms of the economic growth, economic outcomes. And even when we look at pandemic outcomes, the negative impacts from the pandemic, Europe shut down many of the countries there. We had France shut down earlier this year, and then they opened the economy back up only to see the pandemic uh, infection rates increase significantly and the death rates rise as well. So it, it looks like what we're waiting on, of course, is a is a vaccine. And now Pfizer, of course, just recently announced that they have a vaccine with 90% effectiveness. So I think uh, when the dust settles, and that will be in the first half of 2021, we will see the economy opening up even under the uh, Biden administration, but will we'll not open up as much as we would have seen under the Trump administration. It is difficult to separate or make any projections because COVID just takes up all the air in the room, right? I mean, it's very hard to say what any president would do in the next four years until we really see how the pandemic plays out. But from a fundamental standpoint, what distinctions with regard to foundational principles, et cetera, are there the differences between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? I think there are significant differences, and those, I think, move in the way of freedom and more economic freedom under a Trump administration, less economic freedom under a Biden administration, relying more on the medical uh, experts. I'll give you an example. Even under the uh, Trump administration, the CDC announced that moratorium on evictions, uh, individuals renting their apartment or their home, uh, the moratorium on those evictions. And the Trump administration, I think, due to political pressure, said, go ahead with those restrictions. Well, those restrictions, in my judgment, are wrong-headed. If, if an individual, a family, cannot afford their monthly rent, how in the heck are they going to afford the accumulated rent at the end of the moratorium? That would be in January. That just will not happen. It's been demonstrated, I think, by some of the states that have implemented such a policy that it results in very, very bad outcomes. So I think, again, the Biden administration will be more restrictive, more on the side of the medical experts, less on the side of economic experts. So again, we'll see slower growth, slower economic growth under the Biden administration than we would see under the Trump administration in terms of the COVID-19 impacts. The Trump administration used tariffs repeatedly in different contexts for leverage. The Biden administration, from what we can tell, should there be one, is not going to simply remove all of those, certainly with regard to China, using some of those as leverage. As an economist, and you and I have talked before about the fact that you prefer free markets, and so I wonder if, again, from a philosophical standpoint, in more normal times, will we see if it is the Biden administration a different approach with regard to sanctions like that in order to leverage broader deals? Because, again, I think it's fair to say the Trump approach has been very different than those of his predecessors, and I wonder what that now sets the table for for either a second Trump administration or a successor in Biden. 
Well, uh, certainly, I think we'll see a much more of an open economy in terms of trade with the Biden administration. We'll see a, probably some removals of tariffs that we're currently seeing, certainly between Europe and the U.S. Uh, Europe had just announced just recently tariffs on Boeing aircraft, for example. So I think we'll see much more of a confrontational approach with the Trump administration, a much less confrontational approach under the Biden administration. And I think that, in my judgment, that makes a lot of economic sense that we'll see those. That'll be positive in my, my judgment for the agricultural economy and for the manufacturing economy. For 2021, for example, one third of the agricultural income, net farm income, I should say, is coming from the federal government, federal support. So we really, in my judgment, need to see the economy opened up and that would be supportive of the agricultural sector and the manufacturing sector, two sectors that are very important for this part of the country. Regardless of who is in the White House for the next four years, let's say whoever is in charge calls you and says, I would like to know what you think would be the best thing for mid-America, for the heartland. What is the advice that Dr. Ernie Goss gives either to a Trump team or a Biden team with regard to what are the steps that should be taken for this region that you have studied and talked about so extensively? Several things. I think first and foremost is keep the 2017 tax cuts in place, that tax reform package. Very important. In my judgment, the data supports it. The economy has grown as a result of that tax cut. Now, we need to, in my judgment, pass a stimulus two bill, and that would be a skinny stimulus two bill, meaning we would not see support for the overspending by many of these state and local governments across the U.S. That needs to be not part of the package. So we need a skinny stimulus two package, which help support uh, small businesses across the nation. That would be very important. We need the rejection of any increases in capital gains taxes. The Biden administration has indicated they will increase capital gains tax rates, and that is not supportive of overall growth. I think we could see under a Biden administration a removal of the cap on taxable Social Security income. That would be very negative for small businesses out there and very negative for overall economic growth, that would be a significant increase for those individuals, those small businesses out there and those individuals that are in the higher income bracket. And finally, I think the Green New Deal, and I'll call it a new Green New Raw Deal, that is not, should not be aggressively pursued as indicated by the Biden administration's platform, that is. Now, we'll wait and see if they move to remove or reduce fracking, remove or reduce uh, petroleum growth, uh, the growth in offshore drilling for petroleum, oil. That would be negative for the overall economy. And it would increase uh, utility prices, significant increase in utility prices, according to the at least the platform of the Biden administration. That would hurt low income and moderate income individuals and families out there. That would be very detrimental to the overall economy. So I think, again, the platform of the Biden administration in terms of the fossil fuel industry is very negative. Now, on the flip side of that, the Biden administration has been supportive of, or at least their platform is supportive of renewable energy. 
And that would be good, of course, for wind energy and for solar energy and some alternative energy production. But on the flip side, again, because these energy sources are not base load, meaning they have to be backed up by non-renewable energy, such as natural gas energy production, electricity production, you're talking about much higher prices in terms of energy and electricity for individuals and for families and for businesses going forward with a, a Biden administration. The social media companies out there, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Google, and so forth, they were very supportive of the Biden presidency. And I think as a result, we'll see less pressure, antitrust action coming from the Biden presidency in terms of social media companies. We also saw a lot of support coming from big corporations across the U.S. That would be, of course, big financial institutions such as J.P. Morgan. They were very supportive of the Biden administration. So I think we'll see much more lax regulatory environment for large corporations, large businesses, but more pressure on smaller businesses and individuals in terms of a Biden administration. Creighton University economist Dr. Ernie Goss. We connected via Zoom on November 10th. To learn more about his research, go online to gossandassociates.com. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.